Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host... Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm pleased to be your host, Charlie Wright, and we're here today in the studio with Eric Leek of Anchor Capital. Eric is the Chief Investment Officer for Anchor Capital, and they specialize in long-short strategies, primarily in fixed income. Eric, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, where are you guys headquartered to begin with here? We're right here in Orange County in, uh, in Southern California. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. And uh, give us a little background of you and Anchor Capital, Leah, and tell us uh, what you guys do, what your strategies are, how you got started, etc. We've been around uh, about 17, 18 years, Anchor Capital. We've always specialized in liquid, tactical, risk-managed investing. So I know that's a mouthful, but uh, our early days, we've always put a premium on taking care of the downside for people. We invest money for folks that don't want to move backwards. What started off as a very simple investment advisory firm, gosh, back in 1998, 1997, has turned today into an institutional money manager. We manage a variety of products, equity and fixed income. Uh, As you mentioned, our flagship is probably our uh, alternative income strategy, which is available as a individual account for institutions. We also run a mutual fund for it. But the idea there is that we provide consistently positive returns. That's the objective, regardless of trends, up or down, bull market, bear market. And that kind of investing is typically called alternative. And it's alternative because it's designed to provide a different experience than just traditional you know, stock or bond investing. I see. But you're, well, we're focusing today on your fixed income investing. Do you invest in particular bonds or just in ETFs that hold bonds or mutual funds that hold bonds? What, what do you invest in, actually? Well, the way we invest is through index-based liquid security. So that can include ETFs. It can in- include index-based mutual funds. We feel our job is to manage the bigger risks, like rising interest rates or... Um, falling economies or bonds defaulting. Um, We defer to other managers to pick the exact individual names, but the way that we invest, we don't take any single bond risk. So it's all expressed through very liquid index and ETF-based securities. So you basically decide when to be in and when to be out of the bond market. When to be in, when to be out, or when to reduce exposure. We're not a red light, green light firm. We we can increase exposure as, as trends improve, and we can slowly decrease exposure. It's not a uh, we found that to pursue that objective of more consistently positive re- returns, that herky-jerky in and out is, is not the ideal way uh, for us. So we can use a variety of strategies. Um, we may be long a basket of high-yielding securities that are, that are printing a very nice monthly coupon for our clients, but markets are starting to get volatile. So with the other half of the portfolio, we might be hedging some of those securities by shorting some ETFs. So we're not 
uh, out of the market. We're still collecting income, but we're reducing our clients' exposure to those daily ups and downs. And what kind of indicators do you use to determine how much you're in and how much you're out of the market? Do you use technical indicators like charting or the economic indicators? The answer is yes. (laughs) We we use all the above. We take a a quantitative approach. My view is, and our view at Anchor Capital, your, uh, your, your gut instinct and your emotions can lie to you. Investors often are are buying at the very top of the market when it feels emotionally right or even worse, usually you feel like you're missing out. And so that's when investors typically start to pile in. Well, we know that's the exact wrong time to be investing. And using just purely fundamentals or emotions will have you panicking and exiting. You've had enough. You can't take any more declines and you leave. And so that's the exact wrong time. That's when you should be stepping in. So to remove those emotional bias, we use quantitative mathematical models that look at not just one time frame, but multiple time frames. What's happening in the short term? What's happening in a more intermediate six to nine month trend? What's happening in the macro long term? And all of those little dials go into the exposure, and that's how we manage how much we should look like a traditional fund and be fully long, and how much we should raise the yellow flag and be cautionary and cut our exposure back. And how often do you look at the market and make those decisions? Are you moving in and out potentially every day, or do you do it every month or every quarter? Well, we're looking at the market every tick every day. We're not moving every day. So our analysis is real-time. Uh, our servers are looking at uh, trends in, 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 in price and volume and market breadth and interest rates and all those th- all those inputs that go into the, our models. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're trading every day. In fact, uh, we go weeks and weeks and even months um, when things are calm and, and trends are up. I know everyone likes to talk about volatility and, and shorting and, and the, the exciting stuff. Believe it or not, there's, there are times when it's a, you just want to invest with the market and you want to be long and you want to be fully invested and, and let the economy um, drive returns for you. Other times you need to be more proactive. And so we don't, there is no set time frame. Other managers might use you know, the calendar as part of their strategy. You know, we, we rebalance every month, we rebalance every quarter. We allow the market volatility to tell us how active to be. Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, something about institutional investors, but you also have private individual investors, correct? We do. Okay. So I wanted to make that clear for our listeners here. So I would think this would be a very important time for your kind of service because we're expecting interest rates to rise. And when interest rates rise, as we all know, principal value of those bond funds are going to fall. Now, we expected, everybody expected interest rates to rise by now. And they haven't. So I hope you've been on the right side of the curve in the past uh, 18 months here. We have. Good, 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 good to hear. So when interest rates start to rise, these bond funds that all of these people hold that they think are so very conservative, they're going to start to lose value. They are. And as Warren Buffett likes to say, today we have risk, we have uh, interest-free risk that it used to be risk-free interest. But anymore, the interest is all dried up, but we still have the risk of the value of the bond funds. And so what is it that you guys are specifically doing in order to protect a client's portfolio on the fixed income side? Charlie, that's exactly what our strategy is designed to do. It's, it's built to provide that protection should catastrophe hit. I think a, a short analogy is, is uh, or a, maybe a quick dive into bonds is, is appropriate. There's two reasons bonds go down in price, right? Bonds will go down in price if there are defaults. 
So whether it's municipalities or companies, if you can't make your bond payments, your interest payments, you default on the bond, it goes down in price. The other thing that will cause bond prices to go down is an increase in current interest rates because investors buy new issue bonds that are paying 7.5%. So there's only really two reasons. I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but there's two reasons bonds go down. Defaults or rising interest rates. Understood, yeah. Over the last eight years, seven years, we've seen a spectacular move in in bonds, right? We had a pretty rough credit crisis, 2007, 2008. The majority of those price declines in the high-yield space were from defaults. Interest rates were not going up. They were going down as stock market money and, and global money was fearful and was moving into the protection of long-term treasuries, which moves rates down. So here you had an environment where interest rates are going down, yet bond prices were going down even faster. We performed very well through that environment. You know, we can share with people later what our returns were, but we were positive through 07, 08, 09. We are a manager that's proven when bond prices go down, at least in the past, we've been able to produce consistently positive returns. So in the future, going forward, where we think that the Federal Reserve has been able to artificially suppress interest rates through quantitative easing, right? We've had three rounds, four or five, depending on how you want to, you know, call TALP and TARP and the things that happened in, in early 2008 or late 2008. But the Federal Reserve just ended their round three of what they like to call their large asset purchase program. The Fed does not like it when we call it quantitative easing, but that's the name that's stuck, and so that's what, that's what everyone calls it. And, um, and they have now ended that program, and now other countries have – we now have Japan and their program. Europe is – threatening more QE. The reality is bond investors have been treated to a very sanguine, low-volatility environment. And there's been a lot of head fakes, a lot of investment managers, economists trying to make a call of when interest rates are going to rise or fall. The reality is whether they rise or they fall, volatility is coming. And bond investors who have been treated to a very calm environment are going to be shocked, we believe, over the next quarters and years at the pure volatility that's coming for bonds. I, you know, there, there's really no question about that. And in the financial media that has written about and has been written about for the past year very, very strongly. We're going to stop for a break here, Eric. So give us just a minute. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. This is Charlie Wright. And we welcome you right back in just a minute. <laughs> According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. 
Hello, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. This is Charlie Wright, your host. Today is November 21st, 2014. We're very pleased to be talking with Eric Leak of Anchor Capital, the Chief Investment Officer of Anchor Capital that specializes in long-short strategies, primarily in fixed income. You know, uh, Eric, I should point out to clients all the time that in 2011, the long-term government bond was up 32%. And then I point out the fact that if it can be up 32%, it can certainly be down 32%. And people are just not ready for large losses in bond funds because typically they've been told that those are the more conservative investments. So what your long-short fund does is it basically gauges whether you, to what degree you should be in the market with bond funds and to what degree you should be either short or out of the market with bond funds, depending on what's happening with the economy and with the charts, etc. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. Okay. Now, what kind of bond funds do you typically focus on? Is it government? Is it uh, corporates? Is it high yield? What, what, what is it you're usually focused on in the bond market? Again, the answer is yes. We look across across the spectrum. Um, we run two fixed income strategies. One's a tax-free strategy that's focusing more around the municipal bond area. And we run an absolute return called alternative income that's more around the high yield space. But uh, we cover all aspects of the high yield and, and, and credit space. Um, we like to be in high yield because it's a higher coupon and it tends to look a little bit more like equities, they trend a little bit more like equities, so it's a nice hybrid security. Um, but the reality is we cover the whole spectrum. Okay. So how can your firm, being in the fixed income space as you are, and the fixed income space for the past 30 years has had a bull run, you know, let's right. face it. How can you compete with the stocks, uh, the stock market return of 32-plus percent in uh, 2013? How, you know, people come back and say, you, you, your investment is so boring. Uh, it is, uh, you know. We do get called boring. Uh, yes. I'm sure you do. Yes, we are. Uh, we do get called, and we take it as a compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, how how do you compete with those potential stock market returns of of 32 percent in a single calendar year? You know what? Here's the great thing about what we do. Um, we don't think we are in competition with those other those other asset classes. In fact, we think every investor uh, at some level should have exposure to those asset classes as well. Um, I don't think that anything that we do is a total replacement for someone's portfolio. What, what I think that alternative managers like us, especially liquid alternative managers like us, we're a complement to the rest of a portfolio. You know, traditional investing, traditional Wall Street has always embraced a 60-40 allocation. Right. 60% stocks, 40% bonds. The bonds are really there for diversification, which over the last 30 years, in a uh, intentionally low declining interest rate environment, is the right place to be. Bonds have done well, aside from a few years of, of some pretty intense volatility. It has worked, yeah. Going forward, the whole world is on record that we are reaching maximum capacity for government intervention, right? We are reaching a, a, a place where economies need to start to grow on their own. We need organic growth. And our Federal Reserve has ended its quantitative easing. Other countries are still going with theirs. But we are reaching a point where uh, fixed income, we're, we're wanting interest rates to rise. Our Federal Reserve now is not on record saying we are going to oppressively hold rates low. Everyone's, che- everyone's cheering for higher rates because higher rates will be an indication of growth. We need organic growth. So whether it happens in the next quarter, whether it happens in the next two or three years, interest rates are going to rise if we're going to have 
natural organic growth. So a fund like us or a strategy like us, fixed income investors still need income. They still need a conservative portfolio. And if bonds are destined for higher rates, then you can't categorize just buy and hold bond investing as conservative. You need to have an alternative to manage the inevitable rise in rates and inevitable rise in volatility that's on its way. And all that makes sense. So tell us, Eric, uh, nothing is perfect. Nothing works so well in every market condition. What is it about your strategy that keeps you awake at night? Uh, you know, Charlie, I think probably the you've already nailed it. Um, the the worst um, the worst thing that we can expect from what we do is boring. The worst thing we can do is expect that is that there's not enough trend in the market in in bonds or in high yield that we can really extract a lot of return. And so we we suffer through a year or two or three years of very low single digit returns. Uh, that's what keeps me up at night. I don't I don't lay awake at night concerned about gosh, are we going to miss the next big shorting opportunity? Are we going to miss the next big long opportunity? Because we don't live in those micro time frames. Um, by mandate we are uh, a low volatility, low correlation asset manager. We, we fit in the alternative space. So I'm not concerned, overly concerned about our risk because we, we look at that every day. The bigger concern for me is, are we in an environment where we can actually really harvest a lot of return from trends? Or do we continue, because about the last nine months, ten months, has really been kind of a flat environment where there's been a lot of confusion, a lot coming from the Fed. A lot of uh, miscues about, you know, we're going to end QE, but then maybe there's more QE coming, or we're going to raise interest rates in the first quarter of 2014 or the end of 2015. There's a lot of miscues going on, causing a lot of kind of back and forth. That, that's probably what would keep me up at night. So I would think, Eric, that a rising interest rate environment would be very good for your strategy. That's where your strategy should shine, correct? Yes. Um, in a, in a straight-up uh, rising bond, so the opposite of that, falling interest rates and rising bond prices, we look like every other manager. It's hard to separate you know, our alpha from another manager's because we're long and we look like everyone else. Where we really separate ourselves is when the opposite's happening. When interest rates are rising or if bond defaults are happening, whatever the driver, bond prices are falling and we continue to, to go higher like we did in 2008 or, or 2009 or this summer of 2010 when you know, things are happening in, in Europe and, um, and summer 2011. Those periods of time are where it, we really stand out and people go, well, I really need an alternative manager, and, and this is why. So the short answer is rising interest rates, that's why you hire a manager like us. Right, right. And so that, that timing should be good for you, your guys' business and for your clients as well. So, Eric, uh, tell us, what book is there that you would recommend to our listeners on investing here? We could probably do an entire show on all the various books that I think are important for, uh, for folks to get. I, I think um, for investors who, who are looking for an answer maybe to why should they consider um, alternative investments, at what sort of allocation, wh- why is that important? I think um, a good friend of mine named Meb Faber has a book called The Ivy Portfolio, and um, it's available on Amazon. It's, it's Barnes & Noble. It's everywhere. He does a great job. Uh, demonstrating and documenting how endowments and pensions have totally outperformed traditional Wall Street uh, because of their inclusion of alternatives. And those managers have done an exceptional job, and he has a great book on it. The, his, his name is actually uh, Mebane. It's M-E-B-A-N-E, Faber, F-A-B-E-R. 
uh, Meb Faber, and the book is The Ivy Portfolio. IVY. IVY. The Ivy Portfolio. Like the Ivy League, yep. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, uh, anything, any final thoughts for us here, Eric, on uh, your service or on the markets or on uh, the importance of of being in your kind of uh, strategy as interest rates start, start to rise? Oh, I just appreciate the opportunity to be here and spend the time with you, Charlie. Thanks for thinking of us. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's an ideal time to be having these conversations with clients. What is our solution for a rising interest rate environment. I think it's on the minds of most investors. I think advisors that are not having those those conversations, they're going to shortly. And we're certainly not the, the total solution, um, but we are definitely part of the solution for a client's portfolio who is looking for consistent income but needs protection against that downside that, that's coming in, in fixed income. Well, Eric, thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate it. And we wish all of our uh, listeners an enjoyable day. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We've been talking with Eric Leake of Anchor Capital. And if people have questions they'd like to see, find more information on an Anchor Capital, where can they go, Eric? Uh, our website is a good resource. It's www.anchor-capital.com. Okay, so anchor-capital.com. All right. Well, Eric, thank you again for joining us. We wish everybody an enjoyable day, and thank you for joining us today. You're welcome to find us, uh, send us uh, information or questions uh, at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. That's info at strategicinvestorradio.com, including questions for or about Anchor Capital. Be more than happy to answer those. Thank you, Paul. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.